0: To me, I see a big old plate of healing, flavor, something that's from this land, and that connection. Even though I'm Kickapoo, we all have that connection.
1: Dinawe Maganatug, Greetings, relatives. My name is Melissa Nelson, and I'm your host and gardener. Welcome to the Native Seed Pod, a podcast aimed at celebrating the diversity and beauty of native seeds, soils, and indigenous foods. Mm. Hello, good people. I hope you're well today. As we get near to the end of Season 3 of the Native Seed Pod, uh, guest host is joining us today that is our new cultural Conservancy CEO Sarah moncada yaki artist dancer educator leader and she went to downtown Oakland to meet with Crystal wapipa founder and leader of the wapipa indigenous kitchen so be prepared to hear these two amazing indigenous women share story about their experiences sharing indigenous Native foods, with community, as medicine, and for healing.
2: Leo Sinchanievo, I'm very excited to be hanging out in this beautiful Native-owned restaurant with Native Chef Crystal, talking about your work, your journey, your story, your seed wall, your incredible foods, and I'm just grateful that you're joining us today to talk on the seed pod. Welcome, sister.
0: Well, thank you. My name is Chef Crystal Pong. I'm the owner of Wappiepaw's Kitchen. I am Kickapoo and Sack and Fox from Oklahoma. And born and raised here in Oakland, California. And welcome to the indigenous food journey. I come to work early to get everything done, it's quiet. i sage. When you
2: first arrive, it's and, only you, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and then from there, it shifts.
2: I like when they're
0: getting in there, I like just to kind of sage, say my prayers throughout the day, you know. Let's just let's, let's rock this. <laughs> Set your tone. <laughs> let's rock this, <clears throat> because, you know, just having this space, it's it's a lot to maneuver, not just inside, but outside. Yeah. You know there's a high school upstairs. That's lovely. You have a high school above you, and you
2: have a BART station mm-hmm. outside your main window. Mm-hmm. You're very close so we to We have Bart. a
0: clinic. Yeah, we have... Oh, you have a health there's clinic? There's everything. There's Resource Center over here. This is where they have a food bank right over here. It's
2: Oh, look. There goes the BART train. Yep.
0: You know BART's going to be busy, too, with gas. <laughs>
2: Well, no, I mean, it's it's it says something about you though, I think that you're also here in the center of it all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right in the in middle, the right in the mix, mm-hmm. right in the center of community.
0: Mm-hmm. The Fruit Belt area means a lot to me. I went to elementary school over here at Lazier. My elementary school, when I was there, there was Miss Reinhardt. She always let me cook something and bring it to school and sell it.
2: You're kidding. You've been cooking and selling food (laughs) ever since elementary school?
0: Yes. I feel like I just
2: learned something completely. Yeah. yeah.
0: And food is, I always done something with food. It was my gateway. It was something I gravitated to, made me happy. Wow. Yeah.
2: Like from the very beginning. Yeah. Ms. Reinhardt, what grade was that?
0: Oh, Ms. Reinhardt was fifth grade. I still remember she said, on Fridays, um, I want everybody to come. It was an all-Spanish-speaking school. I was probably one out of two that, knew, that spoke English. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. But there you were, the fifth-grade fifth native Iron Chef junior.
0: <laughs> yes. And I would make popcorn balls. Popcorn balls. <laughs> I would make popcorn balls, and we called them crystal balls on Friday. <laughs> and sold them for 50 cents. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah.
2: Wow. So your native chef entrepreneurship in the Fruitvale has been going for multiple decades here. Yeah. Wow. Well, here we are sitting in front of, I think it's impossible to visit you and not talk about the power of this wall that we're sitting in front of. Your What do we call this? Is this your seed library?
0: I always call it Indigenous Food Pantry because this is actually from my home here in Oakland. I have my little secret cabinets and cupboards at home and I'll just talk to them and look at them, cook with them, and they're so beautiful.
2: Well, well, let's talk about some of the things that we see up here, because I see a relative that I know and love, this beautiful beautiful friend here. Mm The Seneca, the Seneca white corn.
0: Yes. So with this, it was a gifted to me. And when people come, I really want them to see what they're eating. Do
2: you source almost all of these seeds that you have up here?
0: Yes. Some are gifted to me. And then look, we have the buffalo squash. Also mm-hmm. from our beautiful yes, fields. Yes. And so we saved the seeds from that. I have the elderberry. And then we have the choke cherries, which... I have three different choke cherries, and I like to explain how where they're from. The darker choke cherries, actually, that one's from Lower View, South Dakota, and then the other is from the Paiute Reservation. Actually, it's Nixon in the Nixon area. Then we have another one where it go is actually from Montana,
2: and they're all a little different.
0: Mm-hmm. You Hi. could tell in the colors.
2: In the colors, do they have different flavors?
0: No, no. The flavors are are the same, different colors. And that's where it goes where how I can tell the difference between corn, the texture, how they're shaped. They have their own little personalities.
2: Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. They do. We feel that personality in the field. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see their first little green leaves come out. And then as they grow, some of them grow fast. Some grow slow. Some some kind of peak and wait for morning sun, you know, before they, they start their, their little song for the day and everybody's a little different. That's great. That it's fun that you see that here on the wall, you yeah. know. You just kind of come in and you get to eat food. And as you eat food, you can, you can glance to the wall of the restaurant and see the seeds.
0: We have this seaweed over here. That one's actually from Westport. When a family member of mine, she harvests the seaweed And when we get all these beautiful gifts, I call them gifts, because that's what they are. They're more than what people see. Um, Of course, these are only just, these are not our final seeds that we have right here. For instance, we have the blue corn. I only put a little bit out. I guess in the Western world, you would call me like a seed hoarder.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Well, maybe in our world, that just calls you a seed keeper. Okay, thank you. (laughs) right? Or a seed sister.
0: Or, what are these? Or, or sometimes the chef will find bags of this and that and they're like, what? What? You know, Oh, those are mine. I take them home. with me. <laughs> I brought them here so I can share, you know, like for instance, we have the sumac, which I really I find quite fascinating what? just because of how it's furry but then how the seeds are in there. Mm-hmm. I find it, you can just grab that and you can actually boil it up. <laughs> I I like that part. And then there's one, what else we got? Oh, I got a lot of stuff. The whole corn right there, that's really good one. To me, I see a big old plate of healing, flavor, something that's from this land, and that connection. Even though I'm Kickapoo, we all have that connection. And especially where I'm at, I'm in the urban area. I'm here in the Fruitvale area. To have these medicine here on this shelf, it's just a healing to the community right there of this connection. It's priceless when you see somebody come in and they know exactly where those are from and from their homeland. And it makes them feel, wow, you matter too. Everybody matters, just like they seem, you know? This is how we eat, how we feed. You know, I come and I talk to them. They're living, they're very much alive, and that's the beautiful part.
3: (laughs) Hey ho, hey oh, hey 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 hey, hey 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 hey
2: And where you where you source them. I mean it matters, right? Mm-hmm. I know I know we are so honored to actually have worked with you for a number of years mm-hmm. on the land both at, at our partner garden in Novato,
1: mm-hmm.
2: at IVC but also now that we're land stewards ourselves. I still get chills every time I say that. <laughs> now that that you know we're we're responsible for this amazing mm-hmm this amazing connection, this amazing piece of land for connection. I like how you said that
0: responsible because it is a responsibility of how we take care and how it's grown. And for me, I have that responsibility, quote unquote, Western world chef, but I have that responsibility. I like to call it more, I like feeding people medicine. And, but when you feed people medicine, For me personally, who grows it? Where's their hearts? What is their mission? What do they want? You can get food from anywhere and growing, but not these ones and not with the hearts that grows these. So to me, those are special gifts. So each jar that I have up here, it was given to me by somebody with a beautiful heart and their intentions are well for it. It's me as I cook it. My intentions is when we put it on the plate, what's to heal. And to have that connection and taste and love and have fun at all at the same time, but at the end of the day is to recognize where these seeds come from, who grows it. It goes more and more and more. It's just not a food on a plate. It goes, if you look back more and more into it of the history and where they come from. And that's how the connection revolves.
2: yeah. well, it's it's on the other wall in this amazing restaurant. Now, <laughs> I mean, this mural is it's exceptional. Indigenous food warriors. I mean, you couldn't have called it any better. There it is, beautifully crafted and shared in Storyscape, right alongside, right? You walk in here, you order your food, you come to the seed wall and you can see the many hands and hearts and voices that went into that food. But then you sit down and you have this amazing plate that is in front of you and you look up at this artwork and you see these traveling indigenous bodies from across Turtle Island carrying their sacred foods and coming together to nourish one another. And at the center of it all, this amazing kickapoo human being.
0: Well, if you want to talk about the indigenous food warrior, that's what we all are. We definitely are. We're here to protect. We're here to give. We're here to heal. There's so many reasons, but when I came up with the term of indigenous food warriors. I was on a road traveling. I was a traveling chef. I traveled from the Greyhound up to a plane, up to my own vehicle, up to BART, up to everything. And one day I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> this is something that I, I love and it's who I am. And me and my niece were driving, I think we were coming from LA and I said, indigenous food warriors, that's what we are. And every time somebody works with me, it's not a job. I hate when people say it's a job. I don't know why I don't like that term, but it's because it's not a job. It's more than a job. It's providing good food to our people. It's knowing where the food comes from, but then you go to the part where, oh, well, that's not my tribe. Well, this is not, but we have a responsibility as being indigenous chef. And I always share that even with my mentees, even with my chefs and everyone. I share that when we take on these seeds, we have a certain job and that's to protect how we cook it, how we think. This is something that I was taught by my grandmother. Before you go in the kitchen and before you stir that pot of corn, or you cut that potato, What is your intentions? What is your thoughts? And it's the same. I took that with me ever since I've been young. I take it into this restaurant. I take it with every employee. What's your intention?
2: My grandma used to kick grumpy people out of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. She would, she would say, if you are not in a good mood or you are in a bad space, Mm -hmm. then you are stuck inside you right now. And the kitchen is nowhere for you to be stuck in you The kitchen is where we provide for the
0: larger Because that's where indigenous food warriors is. If you look at the mural, it comes from the south to central to north. I look at them and each character I look at, what's their story? Mm -hmm. And I believe in my heart, our ancestors are very proud. Just from the mural where people can come in and make some, I want people to come in um, here and stop and make them think where the food comes from and what land they come from, who grows it. It goes more and more. And how can you do that in a limited space in one picture? I want to execute it in one and where they look at it and then the stories are going to be told more onto the menu. Hmm.
2: I experienced that as food justice. I experienced that as native resiliency. I
0: experienced that as warrior. Mm-hmm. Some gets it, some don't, but maybe eventually they'll get it. It's just not a job. We have people coming in here are sick, are dying, are wanting that connection and haven't had that connection and wanting to know more. And that's what it, Indigenous Food Warriors is. How are we going to put this on the plate and present it? Yes, we're chefs. Yes, that's the fun part, you know? But the integrity we put into the food, all the way up into the plate, when that person eats it, I want them to feel the healing.
2: The Native Seed Pod is produced by The Cultural Conservancy, with generous support by Tamil Trust. To contribute to our polyculture and to find out more information, please visit us at nativeseedpod.org or nativeland.org. Yeah, the whole story inside mm-hmm. of it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just not a corn soup. Right. It's, it takes a lot, like for us to do traditional corns, for instance, I've been cooking ever since I've been young with my grandmother. We cooked it outside, inside, cooked it everywhere. (laughs) And it's something that is, you have to pre-think to do it because that's how long it takes. But that's the beautiful part because you can go, add your prayers, come out, good thoughts, walk away. It's not ready yet, and that's the same thing, I believe, with Wapipaw's Kitchen. It wasn't ready yet.
2: Your traveling chef was, in, was there. In training. In training.
0: Definitely in training and meeting, greeting, knowing more about our community abroad. Mm. Going back to Oklahoma, knowing more about mine, where I come from. How come? Because I have a lot of answers, a lot of... Some people don't like really talking about it because it's a touchy subject, but historical trauma. These foods healed me from historical trauma and I want to pass it on to heal other people, even if it's with a bite. Single Mm -hmm.
2: bite, power of a single bite. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's why I'm really particular about what we're serving. So sometimes people come and it's just not like I don't have the access. I mean, I can serve a whole bunch of stuff if I wanted to, but I'm very careful what I'm serving and how I'm putting it onto a plate. It's more than food. It's more how we'll come into season, for instance, and we're going into, of course, we're in spring season, which is pretty much, you know, a good opening when it comes to the ceremonial. It's a new season. It's time for us to look around. Winter yeah, hibernation. thank you. We're, mm-hmm. take,
2: we're shaking it off. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready for the newness of-
0: And having people eat in season. Because sometimes having a restaurant, especially a native restaurant, is very, um, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna say hard because it's a beautiful heart, I guess you can say. It's something where you're embracing and let it become its own. That's all you can do. You have to. I like beautiful heart. Beautiful. Beautiful, yeah, it's beautiful heart. Sacred
2: heart, rolling up the sleeves, getting to work, getting it, getting it done.
0: Just for instance, when I get the beautiful greens from you guys, what is available, this is what we have and we create from there. Because I believe this is how we always create it. For instance, my tribe is a lot of deer but I choose to do Buffalo. Why? Because it's something I grew up on and I know just the, the medicinal and the health part of Buffalo. It's something that I've learned all my life to embrace. And at the same time, it's one, we're not too far from a Buffalo ranch. <laughs> and I like to serve it and introduce our food in that way. And it's very nutritionist, but then also, it's very, it doesn't have that game where I like to introduce native foods in a good way, like in a part where let's transition this in a way.
2: Yeah. Well, and two, you know, I, we are in, an, in a, I mean, the reality of where we are, you were just talking, right? You're like, I'm in Oakland, we're in the Fruitvale, this is the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. We are an intertribal space, mm-hmm. which means that, that we, that the communities here are reflections of people from all over Turtle Island. And, and yeah, you, you guys are heavy deer people. So are we as Yaqui people. Deer is a huge part of our, of our story, but we are also a reflection of our current modern world. And our current modern world has us all hanging out in the San Francisco Bay Area. And Willing to see another Native walking down the street and be like, yo, hey, Native, what you got going on with you? And I've got what's going on with me. And let's share that. Let's exchange that. Let's find a way to connect. And so I see your menu also reflecting that, reflecting the diversity of the Indigenous population of the Bay Area, so, you were just saying, you
0: know. It, it's like when I first started doing this, I stick real close to home. And then also everything that you see on the menu, it's something I grew up with. I've seen, I've tasted, I've been around. And, you know, here in the Bay Area, we have so many different Natives. And it's not just representing just the Bay, it's representing abroad. It's representing every tribe that comes in here. Because of being lost and displaced, not having that connection. And my vision for here is something where, at this time, it was a parking lot but I used to walk through here from school. Oh my gosh, I would have loved to see a Native restaurant. Oh my goodness. I would have been the first one to apply.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Could you imagine (laughs) having been kid, you know, what it would have been like? I can't, I would have been floored to, to be walking around, you know, anywhere Mm -hmm. and would have been like, oh, look, that's a reflection of things that are important to my culture and yep. my family. And those are foods that don't have craft stamped on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're mm-hmm. grown in a field somewhere with a good heart and tending hands who sang a song to a seed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that nourishment, that healing, as you keep saying so powerfully, like, that's part of of what we all need. Mm -hmm. It's not just an indigenous community need. I mean, it's a vital indigenous community. We have health disparities that are off the charts. We know how important it is to nourish with our original foods and seeds again, but it's honestly a human need now. You look out into this world and this world is not well. We need our seeds back in the hands of people who are willing to care for them and tend the land in good relationship.
0: We all need it. And that's what I've been seeing. Like, at all the years I've been doing this, probably in the last, let say, five years, I've been seeing a lot of transformation, especially having a restaurant first on hand. You see and you get to meet different people. I notice there's a lot of elders mm. that come here. Mm-hmm. And I walk around and we automatically, not not just me, but my staff even notices it from all over, just different elders, a lot of elders. And to me personally, it says a lot. It says, all right, we're moving in the right direction. have different people not just people want to come try your your cuisine or whatever they heard you know from the media things like that they're really coming for your food <laughs> you know and it says it says a lot and it's almost like in the part where there goes another responsibility
2: mm-hmm. good responsibility yes, the right is. responsibility mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. The
2: right burden, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: It, no. It, the yeah. healthy burden. All the way. And it just saying the direction that for Wapipas Kitchen as it's moving, as it, as it goes, we, we have different people that come and some non-native, mostly not native. And they want that connection. They want that even up to the Shiaka tea that we have. You know, we source that from Rapid City. They'll get this tea. That's why we have different teas. I feel that tea is very important. I'm a tea drinker. <laughs> I love tea. I love tea. But when we have those certain medicines, you know, like our elderberry tea, things like that, they come for, they come for that and they know. And mm. that's where we have the good responsibility of praying over it, adding good thoughts, you know. Because sometimes you can get caught up in the world of, we don't want to go through the motions because that's how you get lost. You know, open, close, serve. Everybody here adds something different all the way up to a server or servers are from different tribes. They get so excited when they get to serve somebody from their tribe and they get to show and talk about the knowledge on that plate. And that's what it's about. That's
2: youth empowerment. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah,
0: we have a lot of young ones. <laughs> a lot of young ones here.
2: Well, this is what I mean when I say, you know, this is food justice. This is Native resiliency. Mm-hmm. Because for that one young person at the counter, you know, being able to share, oh, hey, Auntie, we got those elderberries last week from so-and-so up north, and they just came in. That's
0: where we walk around. And I'll say, what's this tea? Where's it come from? You know, and they'll they'll say, "Shiaka, but what's Shiaka? Oh, in Lakota, it's a wild mint. But where at? Where are actually, where's it grow? How's it grow? You know, and this is our daily before we begin. You guys
2: have morning cl- food waste class. Yeah, Everyone
0: needs to one come one to one. morning food waste yeah. class at Wapapa's mm-hmm. Kitchen. For instance, we'll talk about the blue corn. All right. What about, what about this? You know, what about that? And then some of the girls are like, wait, wait, I know it. I know it. And it's something that we we do every morning and we learn how to embrace. But if I'm not around, we have books. I have books in the back where they can look it up. But at the same time, it's just not with the food. It's also with my staff. I have three of my daughters. They represent the Pomo Nation. Man, we have Loni. We have gosh, we have Ojibwe, we have, oh my goodness, we have different different tribes. But at the same time, I, I, what I see is I've been catering to Native community for many, many years. And when you have a staff that's coming out of colonization of them coming from, instance, working at Starbucks or working from a restaurant, that doesn't practice native food ways. That's something that we, that we have to break also. Not just with our food in the front lines, but it's also with our staff. Well, it's the whole circle. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's a whole movement that's going around here in the mornings. I feel that they learn more easily when I have it on the shelf, we'll grab it, and they'll touch it. I want them to touch it and hold it and to know exactly where it comes from. Instead of throwing a piece of paper in front of them, learn this. Yeah. It doesn't go that way.
2: No, that's a different model. Mm-hmm. It is.
0: And especially with Nita food Foodways. It is. And that's where I would love this to hopefully soon bring them to the garden. Come back out. And because that's where you can see that they're so... If they're so just so prideful and so excited and they wanna know more, even in my children, I see it. Everybody here are on each other's strength. Mm-hmm. Who's good at what? We have Josh, for instance. He adds so much to our environment of the knowledge. And when somebody's doing expo and they wanna know, where does this come from? And he'll say it. Or one of the girls run, one of the servers are outside, a customer's asking a question they know to go to him if I'm not around.
2: It's beautiful. You guys are creating a family here. Mm-hmm. And you're creating, you're teaching the teachers, you're you're teaching the next generation of knowledge holders and food knowledge holders. And you're right, we should work to connect that again. Bring the food, you who take the foods and turn them into nourishing magic come out to the land and re-engage on the front end of that. I know
0: that that's a huge connection. And to me personally, it's a must because now they have the fundamental part down. Okay. I said, it's just not a customer you're feeding that customer. You don't know what that customer could be going through. What really touched my staff, especially the girls, we had somebody come, she had stage four cancer and she wanted to eat from a Native American chef. And let me tell you, her family brought her out. We got to feed her. And I told them, "You done our job. That's our job. And they, I can get emotional talking about it now, but a few of the girls cried in the back. And I said, see, that's what an indigenous food warrior is. There's so much more. I'm learning how to run a restaurant, but then also put my Native food ways, what I've learned from my grandmother, what I've learned from our protocols. And it's very beautiful when it's done, but very, how can we do this without fighting the food system? For instance, it's been such a learning four months, you know, it's been such, we reached four months on the 13th. And oh my goodness, it feels like two years. (laughs) You opened a brand new restaurant in the middle of the pandemic. That's no small feat, my friend. No, it's not. And it's, I guess, how you roll your dice. Very scary. Oh yeah, where I was having panic attacks, but then, I would have dreams. And when this opportunity had arise to me for the Fruitvale area, my first thing was, oh, (laughs) but I have these dreams at night. And I come from people that, you know, we have dreams and they're telling us things. And no, you're gonna have to be in the Fruitvale area not just because I had opportunity to open up a space, but also at the same time, it's very much needed. And when you're starting, that's why I'm an Indigenous chef. It's because of community. That's why. We do what we do. It's because of community. How, how to go about it and how to run a restaurant as a Native restaurant, it's very, very challenging because you have People coming in with that Western world attitude, you know, let's do this, let's do that. But obviously it never works. (laughs) No, we're coming from a holistic or healing approach. It depends who we hire. I was very particular about that. They have to be on the same mission. And And I encourage and I very much tell my staff we're in an indigenous food movement. So it's going to be challenging. Because every day you see it's it's the same, it's the same ways how we see a community is so much at need and healing. How can we do it by doing it from somewhere else where it's not connecting into the community? How can we heal without not being in the community?
2: Yeah, can't be awake, can't be outside of it.
0: I mean, I wish I was at Fisherman's Wharf. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My job would be so much easier. <laughs> I wouldn't have to fight what we're fighting. But then the reality comes when we're fighting with the food system. I don't take the word being an indigenous chef lightly. I I take it very serious because this is who I am, where I come from, and what I've been doing all these years. And yes, it's nice to have fun, but at the same time, when you see somebody from the community that doesn't have a home, doesn't have food, what better way is to, here, here goes a cup of tea. Let me tell you about this tea. Or we have youth, we have a high school up here. They come in, ask questions about our food. Cause they'll come in and say, can we have hot dog?" Oh, but guess what? We don't have the hot dog. <laughs> but here's this amazing buffalo yeah.
2: meatball, and I'll tell you a yes. story about it.
0: And that's when, all right, we've done our job. We have a lot of schools coming here. Just to want to know more. But at the same time, it's I couldn't do this without my community. I could never do this without my community. Without the people coming in here, I could never do it because this is by far the most hardest job i've ever done and it's something that's very personal to me <laughs> Because I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to lose somebody from cancer. I know what it's like from historical trauma. I know what it's like not to have food. I know what it's like and what better way is to start here in the community. Yeah, but can you imagine? Four months, just a, we haven't even touched it. A surface of healing, the foods. Can you imagine what five years can do? How many lives you can touch? Maybe 10 years. How many lives do you can touch just by that one interaction? That's just not touching people coming in here as customers' lives, but our staff, our farmers, our sources. We have a beautiful older lady that makes her acorn. I know where her heart comes from, you know? And when you get to get the text messages saying, Crystal, Okay, we 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 got, it. we got this to last this much amount. That means her heart is into it just as much as mine. And that right there is, wow. Or you have the smoked salmon. We'll have Robert messages me. Hey, sister, this is what we got. And then you'll have all the beautiful people that it's really nice to have it all come together where... You just, so you meet them in your your path of life. For instance, I just got some beautiful red hominy from Oklahoma, you know? And I'm just, I'm just so excited about that and being, going back to Oklahoma in a few weeks to actually cook with my tribe, cook with my community out there. And that's what it's about because bringing it back here, going to other communities and cook and just cooking with all different communities from different tribes. That's healing right there. Not, not just for me, but I'm bringing it to here when people come in eat. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful, amazing journey. I call it an indigenous food journey.
2: Beautiful, amazing indigenous food.
0: Yes, what it is. You know, you have. I'm telling you, the people that come here. Wow. And it's like you know, you get the kind of people that comes and think this is a restaurant. <laughs> that makes you stronger, though. Let me let me go yelp yeah. <laughs> I'm like ah, not even. Pay attention to that, because I know the path that we're on, and I tell my staff that too, the path that we're on, this restaurant is embracing all of us. And we have people come say, it feels like a family year, you know, thank you. That's, that's what it's about. You know, everybody adds, everybody.
2: Just like all the foods on the wall, talking about the power of this network Mm -hmm. that's rising in this community and other communities, mm-hmm. what it means for us as food growers and food producers and chefs and food eaters.
0: <laughs> it's all of us coming together and supporting one another because we're on that mission. And that's all in different ways, but we're all on that mission and very vital for all of us to support each other and believe in each other, because that's how the work is done. Very much so. So I'm very humble, grateful to all the people, especially you guys, of growing the beautiful hearts that grow the food. Just to acknowledge our food growers, our seed keepers. Without them, there's no me. Definitely. To leave on that note about, come taste the indigenous food journey, because it's just not about Chef Crystal. It's, it's about everyone, about our food system, our Native food ways. It's never been about Chef Crystal. I like to always say that. It's always been about how can we come together and do this and heal and pass it more, let it go more? And I, I see it. That's one thing. I see it throughout native country, it's happening. And I get to be around in this lifetime to see it and participate in it. It's freaking happening.
2: It's pretty special.
0: Yeah, it is. In this journey, it's about being humble, definitely being loving, kind to yourself as a human so you can pass that on in through your foods
2: Indigenous food warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So much for everything that you do. We save things in threes in our world. So and from the bottom of my heart. Chiokwecio, Chiokwey Tesia, Chiokwey Oh,
0: thank
2: you. It's an honor to dance and circle with you here. Thank you. Foods from the field to your amazing kitchen to community.
0: Thank you.
3: OM KAI KAI MI kinga. OM KAI KAI MI kinga.